Hi, my name is Amber. My pronouns are she, her. My name is Chloe. My pronouns are also she, her. And live from Amber's room, this yeah. is... As rich as I would you say yes. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I should be reassuring or, like, validating. This is SPHS Library Newspapers Podcast Night. We're on Mission Street. Um, so, before we get into this week's episode, we want to insert a quick disclaimer. This podcast in no way represents the views of SPUSD, SPHS, Tiger Newspaper, or its employees. Yeah, so let's start with our check-in. Amber, how are you feeling? Um, okay. A few things. First of all, I don't know what's going on in biology class Me neither. at all. It's going through one year, ear and out, out the, the other. other. And Arr. out the other, out the other. And There's um, a, a cow joke, like, in one ear and out the other. So oh, I always say other oh, instead of other. That's so funny, Chloe. <laughs> but I know it's other. Anyways, we're going to we, grind Khan Academy this weekend. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't understand it. Um, on another note, this is our ninth episode. We've passed the eight episode mark, and I remember hearing, like, a few months ago that most podcasts don't make it past eight episodes, so... Yeah, we're pretty excited Perhaps about that. <laughs> <laughs> also, this episode airs on my birthday, so my relationship with Chloe will be more appropriate. Yeah, the age gap is getting weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling, I think maybe this is partially because of um, Biden winning, but I'm feeling really hopeful and optimistic, which is a cool feeling to have. For, you know, it feels good. Um, and, okay, so, not gonna lie, I had some, this, well, this week we're gonna be talking about, um, we're gonna be giving, it's gonna be kind of an advice style thing about relationships and friendships, and I had some major inhibitions about tackling this topic. I was worried that it would be trivial, um, or like we'd be making a decision to trivialize um, our our voices in this podcast, um, which is I something like really I just wanted to do. I know, Amber was really <laughs> pumped, but I'm pumped now. But Yay. ultimately um, decided that the fear of being trivial is something worth talking about, and so are relationships. Um, I think high school relationships are often trivialized, you know, because we're um, teenagers. Like, teenagers in relationships are, like, total eye-roll like, trigger words. But um, it's something that happens when you're a person. You, like, enter into relationships with people. Like, you grow and change, and it doesn't... And those relationships might look different in high school than they will when we're adults, but we're still experiencing them. So it's something worth talking about, we think. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, we are going to start this episode with letters from, from some of our friends. Yeah, yeah, we just made them ask us relationship questions. Oh, this one should be anonymous. Okay, so, this is from an anonymous friend of ours. Yeah. Here's the question. Are your friends truly real ones when they make you feel unsafe or judged at times, but also loved and supported at others? Yeah, this question is super interesting. I just realized they can probably hear my heater in the background of the pod. Oh. But I think it's okay. We it's can cut a, it out. It's okay. like warm, like a yeah, crackling fire. It's cold fire. right now, okay? It is cold. Um, do you want to start with this one? Yeah. So first... Oh my god. Is chocolate in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you start first. Okay, so I think first, um, you have to define what a real one means. Like, what makes a friendship true and healthy? Um, do you need to have a perfect relationship with all of your friends? Um, and also, do you need to be constantly working to improve a friendship? And what is improvement? Because I think in romantic relationships, um, 
improving that relationship is something that's pretty normal. Like, people want to improve their relationship with their partners or whatever. Like, people go to couples therapy or (laughs) read, like, self-help books about it. But I don't think that happens... We don't talk about that a lot in friendships. Yeah, I've never heard of friendship therapy. Because, yeah. yeah. And I also feel like it's... I think when you... Or I guess from what I've experienced or observed, when you enter into, like, a romantic relationship with somebody, you sort of, like, make an agreement that you're trying to make this relationship good and you're, like, trying to make it work. But with a friendship, are you just trying to change that person, you know? I feel like friends are a lot... It feels a lot more fluid, like, maybe you're not anchored to them, so if it does... If you don't vibe with them, you know? Like, you, you don't... You're not friends with them. Yeah. And I don't know why that doesn't apply... To relationships? Romantic relationships. They feel a lot more, like, anchored and... True. Like, even if it's not working, you need to try your hardest to make it work. Yeah. And, yeah. And I don't think that really happens in friendships. But I do think that something that romantic relationships and friendships share, there's, like, a big emphasis on, um, like, commitment, you know? So it's really hard Mm -hmm. to let go. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But obviously there's a lot of parallels between friendships and romantic relationships. I feel that, like, sometimes it can be more difficult to, like, let go of a friendship than it is a romantic relationship sometimes. I also, yeah, because letting go in romantic relationships, um, just, like, working to make it better Because, like, breakup is, like, normal, but, like, a friend breakup, that's just, like, more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because Um, there's, like, (laughs) I breakup feels like a, sort of, like a, um like a human, ex- like a pillar of the human experience or whatever, like, oh, it's a breakup, but that's, like, what about friends? Yeah. I feel like breaking up with friends is never, like, correlated with growth when breaking up with, like, a significant other. That's, by, that's, that's like, correlated with growth, but, like, with friends, you're like, oh, you're losing a friend, what's wrong with you? It's kind of like that. Oh my god, whoa. You know? It's like, <laughs> okay. Okay, but, like, in regards to the question, right. we're not saying that you shouldn't, like, be friends with these people anymore, but I, I think, like, the main point is that, um, it's, it's ridiculous to expect that your friend, your relationship with someone is going to be 100% on, like, all, all the time, the time yeah. you know, because disappointment is a natural part of being in a relationship, um, if your friends, like, make you feel safe at times, make you feel judged at times, that's normal, yeah. you know, um, yeah, you're going to disappoint people, and they're going to disappoint you, but you should always be able to communicate disappointment to your friends, and I think that's a marker of safety. Like, do you feel safe enough in this space with these people to be able to communicate with them? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, the bigger overarching theme with, um, like, it's not just judgment, um, you know, it's like... I feel that if you, like, feel unsafe in one particular instance that's that's okay as long as you feel safe enough to communicate true feeling unsafe in that instance you know yeah and if you can't communicate that then maybe it's time to let it go (laughs) yeah or have or just try to open up any conversation about um you feeling uncomfortable or unsafe you know Mm -hmm. um and then this is another question that we got i'll say yeah this person asks Do friends have a role in romantic relationships? So, this is a really interesting question. Um, I think a common dilemma is um, when your friends don't like who you're with. 
Um, and I think ultimately it's more important to be a safe space for your friend than it is to voice your dislike for their partner because if something goes wrong in the relationship they probably won't feel great about going to you for help because it might be like they might be expecting some kind of um like I told you so moment nobody wants to hear I told you yeah and it can also be very stressful if your friends absolutely hate who you're with so I think the answer to this question is like, yes and no. Um, compartmentalizing your friends and your romantic relationships can be a really effective tool, but know your limits and how thinly you can spread yourself between people because that can really, like, wear you out. Definitely. I think as a friend you have an obligation to express concerns yeah. about your friend's relationships, but when you say so, it shouldn't be condescending or judgmental or else they won't feel comfortable. Yeah. You. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Okay, so this is the second part of our pod episode. Yeah, we're so just going to have a discussion about relationships. What we just Yay. About. Yeah. So Chloe and I read a lot of Cosmo. <laughs> Much to both of our dismays. It's an amazing <laughs> magazine. I love it. I think they have a lot of good ideas, but they lack something in execution. Oh, yeah. Some of the articles are like weirdly written. True. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we listen to a podcast called Just Break Up a Lot, and it's an amazing podcast. It's, it's on Spotify. Check it out. We'll link it in the description. Yeah, It's really good. <laughs> and all of these sources give a lot of insight, but a lot of what they say is, like, uniquely adult. I feel that all the media in regards to relationships is targeted at adults only. Yeah, and that's sort of, like, what we touched on the be- in the beginning. Just teenage relationships it's are really annoying. trivialized. Yeah, like, they have topics like how to fix my sexless marriage. It's interesting to, like, read about. Right, but, but like, it doesn't apply to us. Yeah. Um, so... Take it away. Yeah, we need to totally validate the teenage relationship experience. Um, So, we're not, like, we know, realistically, like, teenage relationships are messy. They often end quickly. Yeah. Um, It's not, we're not going to hype it up, like, Romeo Romeo and Juliet or something. But people do get into entanglements in high school. It's a real, it's just a human thing that happens. And, um, like I said in the intro, it... You know, the experiences change as you, they might change as you grow older, but they do happen in high school. Yeah, um, I feel like the high school relationship experience is pretty unique, romantic and friend-wise, because, like, you're pretty much going into it knowing that there's a limit, and, like, however close you are right now, or, like, the relationship in general, you know it's gonna come to an end, usually by college. Yeah. Um, like, of course, like, there's high school sweethearts who stay together forever or something, but that is, like, yeah. so, so unlikely. Most people just lose contact once they go to college, um, because you're experiencing so much growth in high school. Yeah, you're, you're just, like, constantly, I think, outgrowing people. I think that's why people, um, I don't know, I'm not friends with the same people I was friends with. Um, even in middle school, you know, it changes because you're changing. You just... Yeah, I be changing. Yeah, find <laughs> new people to fit who you are in that moment. Fit my... Fit my sock. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you can, like, never make fun of me for making a joke ever again. <laughs> Stop it! It's my birthday soon. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Um, so... This is something my aunt said. Um, we were talking about dating, and she said, there's no point in... I mean, she meant this really nicely. Um, <laughs> but she said there's really no point to dating in um, in high school because you're not 
you're not going to end up with this person anyways. But um, I, I didn't really agree with her because I feel like the point of dating in high school is to learn, like, learn your how to be in a relationship and who you are in a relationship and just, like, getting a taste of dating in general. Also, it's just something that people are want to do. People yeah. are want to be in relationships with other people. It's just a human thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's... Even, like, dating outside of high school, like, does it have to do with the end goal of marriage all yeah, the time? Yeah, I think, well, like, we're cultural, like, as a culture obsessed with marriage. Like, like there is... Know, the, my eggs are gonna run out. Yeah, like, what's... <laughs> Like, the marriage industrial complex is a totally real thing. Marriage industrial complex, I'm... It's Whoa. like... <laughs> it's a yeah. great description. <laughs> and, I mean... Well, Amber, do you want to talk about the next part? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, this ties into the whole point of people being an experience, which yeah. is an ideology Chloe introduced me to that completely changed my life. <laughs> um, because, like, I feel like I used to be really possessive of people. I always wanted to hold on to people, but, like... People are, people aren't to be like possessed. People are just things yeah. that you experience, and it's just a very nice word to attach to people. Yeah, and um, I think people are really wonderful, and it's great when you have like good people in your life, and it's okay when those people eventually leave your life, or mm -hmm. it's okay if somebody you have somebody who's bad in your life and you need to let go of them. You know, like we're yeah. all just people are just circulating and flowing with yeah. each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to talk more about friendships now. Um, I find that it's a lot harder to retire a friendship sometimes than retiring a romantic relationship because I, I feel like usually what happens, because you know, when you're in a romantic relationship, the breakup is usually like very like straightforward, like we're yeah. breaking up, you know, or we're, we're taking a break or whatever. Also, it's like a whole thing, like you know people that have broken up, and it's like a thing people talk about, like, oh. Like, oh my god, they broke up. Yeah, or <laughs> it, that was such a hard breakup, or oh my god, I can't believe we broke up. Like, that's just a, that's like a, it's a thing, it's a thing, a mm -hmm. thing, like a breakup. But like with friendships, it's usually like you slowly stop speaking, or yeah, or or like you stop speaking for a while, and then you like try to reach out again, but it's like awkward, and you kind of like stop speaking again. And then, and then you have like, that one last awkward time you hang out, and, and like, then you oh, never yeah. hang out ever yeah. again. Yeah, but I've had experiences where people are are just like, I don't think we should be friends anymore, which I kind of like better, because it's not like there's any hard feelings attached to it. It's just like the friendship has run its course, and that's it. And I think, I think when we refer to relationships we often don't don't use because okay like the whole the whole phrase run its course I think yeah it's 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 not a matter of success or failure it's just it just ran its course that's like how I think of it you know uh -huh. also I think what happens a lot I think this is you touched on this, about how um, if your friendship ends, it ref it reflects badly on you. Like, you must be a bad person if somebody doesn't want to be friends with you anymore. But breakups are, like, I mean... It's more of a, a reflection of, like, your growth and how y y these two people in a relationship yeah. have, like, grown in a way that diverges from being yeah. and like also, close to one another. Yeah, and also there's... Um, like a whole like reframing your breakup to be empowering or, mm -hmm. or you know and the same definitely isn't done for friendships yeah but it should be because it's 
it's it's very similar. People just move in and out of each other's lives. How and yeah, it doesn't it reflect badly on you. <laughs> okay. On the side note of breakups, this is just a rule of thumb we've picked up. Oh, but yeah. once a relationship ends, do not text them, even yeah. if they text you, because you need time to move on. And once you're over, 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 over them, maybe you guys can be friends, but always, like, leave, I don't know, I'd say at least, like, six months, no contact. Yeah, I definitely, it's so easy to get pulled back into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I find that in high school, especially, there's a lot of pressure of, like, oh, I don't really, like, want to be in a relationship anymore, but we can just be friends, and then you go immediately from breakup to friendship. Yeah. And it's just, like, a lot of, like, hard feelings there, and you don't need that, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Also, I think it's okay um, to be more selfish when you're going in a breakup, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people put the person... um, the other person before themselves and worry about their feelings first, but ultimately, um, you have to do what's best for you. And if they want to be friends and that isn't something that'll work for you and you know that'll just hurt you, then say no. Put yourself first. Exactly. You don't have to be friends with your ex. Yeah. I think also when we're, um, experiencing a lot of, um, like when we're in a really emotionally stressful situation like a breakup, um, a default is to be, like, an easy default is to be really caring and kind, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and try to make everybody feel good, but you don't need to, you know, this doesn't, you don't, it doesn't have to be, not everybody has to come out of a breakup feeling Feeling good. good. Yeah. Yeah, it can be upsetting for you, it can be upsetting for the other person, but give yourself time to heal and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Also, on the topic of how to break up with people in general, it can be so hard to break up with someone when a relationship has been super healthy but just has run its course. Yeah. Because I find it it's easier to break up or, like, move on from someone you know hurt you or just, like, was a terrible person. Because you're always, like, searching for justification to break up with people. Um, and obviously this is a super hard mindset to break and breakups suck in our heart either way. Um... But I feel like what has been super helpful for me in, like, navigating, sort of, like, breaking off with, like, healthy relationships that just have run its course, it's just that people experience ideology. That's (laughs) super good. And there's also so much pressure to have 100% positive relationships with everyone. You know, this goes along with, like, the being friends with your ex thing. Um, in order to be, like, a net positive contribution to the world, like, all of your relationships have to be good. Um, yeah, and that's not true. You can be on bad terms with people. Yeah. (laughs) And that's fine. That doesn't detract from your worth or your value. Yeah, you're not... Yeah. You know, not having positive relationships with everyone, that doesn't, that doesn't equal, like, um, like you're taking something away from, you know, like, the world. That doesn't make you, like, a negative, like, energy suck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, I feel like I've always just tried to always, like, reconcile with people who I have, like, fights with or whatever, and just, mm-hmm. like, no, just leave it sometimes. I don't know. It's not like 
you know. Like, not everybody has to like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like everyone, so. <laughs> and then that's so, sometimes that's so hard. Yeah, that's so hard to, um. If I don't like everyone, how do I expect everyone to like me? That's so true. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> when we were planning this podcast, um, Amber was, like, totally blowing my mind. This is, like, really helpful. Um, and there's also a lot of pressure to be really, really close to, um, a, like, a select few people to, like, have your inner circle. Um, oh, yeah, inner that circle. That you can bare your soul to or whatever. Oh, yeah, cry to at 3 a.m. Yeah, it's like there are all of these... <laughs> Um, imaginary markers of healthy, like, a healthy existence or healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to have, um, your inner circle friends and acquaintances in order to be a truly healthy, well-adjusted person. You need at least, you you can't just have one person in your inner circle. You need at least three Three people people. in your inner circle. Yeah. Which is just, like, weird. Like, you need all of these buttresses to, like, prop you up, you know what I mean? And you just can't. Um, you can't exist in our social world. Right, and that's totally false. People are healthy in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. It's up to you, like, what makes you feel safe and comfortable and loved. Um, I have, like, a lot of anxiety when it comes to, like, inner circleness or just, like, being becoming closer to people in general. Like, if someone I really admire or, like, think is cool or I really want to be friends with asks me to hang out um, or requests to be closer to me, it, it seems like something I'd be happy about, but I, like, get, yeah. I get really panicky because I feel like I'd mess it up so bad. Like, if they, if they got to know me, I'd just be awkward, and I'd mess it up, and then I'd rather not know if I'd mess it up or not, and it, it usually manifests in, like, me leaving people on red for a really long time before pumping up my balls big enough to <laughs> respond, and, like, I'm about to have, like, Chloe convince me to respond to people that I, like, do want to hang out with, but it's just, like, the self-confidence isn't there. Yeah, I think we're, that's just, I think being worried about, um, disappointing other people, um, but we don't exist to please other people, exactly. you know? Exactly. Also, just, like, shoot your shot, you know? Seriously, though. Yeah. Also, um... All of our relationships are doing really well right now, and they're really healthy. And I think with this, it's like, um, there's, this is Amber's metaphor, but some doomsday clock, like, this can't be real, our time is going to be up soon, you know? At some point in the next month, I'm going to get into a huge fight with Chloe, and the podcast will be over. It'll be over. over. It'll be over. Um... And I think part of why we feel this way is because um, the media always pushes this narrative um, in which teenagers are just incapable of having healthy relationships. It's just, like, you know, like, euphoria stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, but maybe it can just be that we're doing well and we're happy and healthy and everybody deserves that. So, like, lean into it and enjoy it because it might not last forever, but it's happening now yeah so enjoy it yeah and like this uh what's it called it's like the scarcity mindset yes scarcity scarcity mindset mindset. um then explain what that means sure so a scarcity mindset is um where you're always worried when you have something good even when you have something good you're worried about it because you feel like um you don't have enough of it or when it's time for you to let go of something you can't do it because you'll feel you feel like you'll never have that thing again Mm -hmm. 
But um, instead, but it's, I think it's about like changing that scarcity mindset to like an abundance mindset. Like their life is abundant of with like good people and good experiences and good happy healthy There's relationships. So many people here. Yeah, lots of people. So just don't be afraid to let go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so conclusion. Oh, this is gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Just experiencing people in high school is really bittersweet because, like, I always think about getting coffee with Chloe two no. years into college, no. and then it's, it's, it's probably really going to be so awkward. I'm going to be like, how because are you doing? I'm just gonna be I like, know. She's going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm taking this class, and then we won't know what to say after that. Yeah, <laughs> because Amber knows, like, everything about me now, and I, it's... Like two years from now, she isn't gonna know everything no. about me. Oh my god! And that's that's scary. But um, I want to enjoy what we have now. Know, so yeah. approach. It's probably with, worse for seniors. Like we're juniors. We've got like we've a year. We've got a year. <laughs> yeah. So just approaching um, all of our relationships in high school with yeah. an abundance mindset. Yeah. This is good now. It might not last forever, but we'll have something good again. But I'm glad that I'm experiencing Chloe, right. Like, right now. I'm, ex- I'm so glad I'm experiencing it right now, too. Oh, maybe. <laughs> well, that was That's our, our episode for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.